Hello, this is Shirley, BK5YL, bringing you the WIA National News for the week commencing August 27, 2017. I'd like to introduce you to our readers for today. They are Tina, BK5TMC, Lynn, BK4SWE, Diane, BK4DI, and Eliza, BK4FOXE. Alara is an organisation for lady amateur radio operators in Australia and we also have sponsored DX members joining our ranks. We are young ladies, no matter our age, and have regular meetings in various states with a state representative to keep us in line. We have a special birthday net on the fourth Saturday of July on 80 metres and also our annual contest on the last weekend in August. Alara has a meet every three years in different parts of Australia where YLs and their OMs get together for some radio and other fun. This year's meet is in two weeks' time in Cairns. Check out our Alara webpage, alara.org.au. Now to the news. Northern Tasmanian Amateur Radio Club report they have recently been experiencing intermittent interference on the VK7 RAA 2 metre repeater. It seems to be originating from aircraft transmissions possibly in the Devonport area or adjacent to Mount Arthur. This interference is being investigated by several amateurs in the Launceston area. In the meantime, if you are listening to this news from that area, please do not attempt to reply on the repeater to distorted calls which do not seem to be by amateur operators. In news from the WIA and ahead of WIA Director Brian Clark, who will join this Halara broadcast of the news in just a moment, comes word that the Wireless Men and Women at War book publication is now available to those researching war history in Canberra. The Australian War Memorial Acquisitions Officer, Elise Horsepool, said it was with delight that a copy of the Wireless Men and Women at War book was donated for the WIA collection. The Wireless Men and Women at War book is available from the online WIA bookshop. IARU happenings get increased exposure. The WIA website has expanded its coverage and explanation of how the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, is working for the amateur radio and amateur satellite services. For a number of years, the WIA representative dealing with those matters has been Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, who is well respected and chairman of the ITU Working Group 5A. WP5A is responsible for the land mobile service and the amateur and amateur satellite service. It works with all stakeholders and includes frequency sharing studies to show how radio amateur activities can be compatible with other users of the spectrum. Dale, VK1DSH, also attends a number of Asia-Pacific Telecommunity Preparatory Group, APG, meetings in the lead-up to the ITU World Radio Communications Conference due in 2019. There is enormous pressure on spectrum usage. Things are changing, making the work of our IARU volunteers even more important. The WIA has negotiated with the IARU that, due to the importance and effectiveness of the role, the majority of its funding be from the IARU's budget. Dale, VK1, DSH and all volunteers are mindful of expenditure and find themselves out of pocket financially, including taking employer leave or using their accrued holidays to the benefit of radio amateurs. To further raise awareness of the IARU purpose, structure and reports from Dale, VK1, DSH, 
the WIA website's IARU section has been updated and expanded. Keep an eye on the IARU pages and the IARU liaison report in Amateur Radio magazine, which contain information that affects us internationally and regionally, now and in the future. Select the IARU option under the Members Only drop-down menu of the website. Now to Brian Clark, WIA Director. Great to be with you again, especially on this, the annual Alara presentation of WIA National News. I'm Brian Clark, one of your new directors. You may recall my mentioning several weeks ago that through the new Strategy Advisory Committee, the WIA would actively seek your views about what you would like to see as the vision and mission for the WIA. Let, re let me remind you of my starter vision for the WIA to become the world's best amateur radio association. I suggested that one mission statement could be to build the best nurturing system for radio amateurs in the world, where we mentor newcomers and then convert them into mentors. I noted that Australian radio amateurs are seeking licenses for other jurisdictions. Let's reverse the flow. Now, how could we do this? By offering really exciting learning pathways, not just one. Presently, we expect the most junior candidates to learn about Bohr's theory of atomic structure and then gradually add layers of encumbrance, carefully forgetting Heisenberg and Einstein. In our rush to fill candidates with early 20th century physics and chemistry that very few will ever use, where do we end up? Around level 2 to 3 in the Australian qualification framework, just about first year at TAFE. Where's the fun in that? My view is that candidates should start with actual, not simulated radio communications using real handhelds and HF transceivers out of sight of each other. Have you seen the first time operators' faces light up after overcoming microphone shock, for instance, at Jota events? Then we would go on to reveal what's so special about Earth, our ionosphere. No other planet in the solar system has an ionosphere. Layer by layer, I want our candidates learning how to peel the electronics onion till we get to the levels required by the ACMA. Going this way, there can be many entry pathways and many different exit gateways. Candidates only need to demonstrate competence along their chosen pathways. This is essentially my second mission statement, that we put quicksilver on the pathways for radio amateurs to turn their hobbies into vocations and vice versa. Do you know that astronauts, American, Australian, British, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, are recommended to hold a radio amateur call sign? Recall our own Dr. Andy Thomas, VK5MIR. Some of you work in industry and you've met safe work method statements. You've probably heard of workplace health and safety legislation and regulations. You may know that to work in the safety bubble, for instance to give toolbox talks, you must demonstrate 100% WHS competence. We do the very same with our practical assessments. We demand 100% competence. The practical assessment provides a great impetus to getting on air that didn't exist before 2004. Before then, people got licenses and then, hmm, nothing. But in reality, 
Of the 20 assessment items there, some are reading tests, and only five approach life-threatening safety issues. Why do we create such an unnecessary hurdle when the theory and regulations assessments require 70% to show competence? I'd like to see this change too. Many of the approximately 14,000 potential respondents demonstrated before Handorf that they wanted their voices heard. We've given you that opportunity. On the WIA webpage is our first survey seeking all stakeholders' views about new directions for the WIA. So far, 260 have responded, 70% WIA members. In terms of the shape you would like the WIA to have, you are the experts. Would you depend on your doctor's strategic advice for your future health if it was based on fewer than 2% of experts responding? I know that some of you don't have internet access. We're planning other ways of getting the survey to you via radio clubs or as a loose leaf inclusion in the AR mag. Just to entice you further, here are some preliminary findings. Now firstly, some unsurprising stuff. The age range 18 to 84 plus, with a bubble at 55 to 65. Favorite bands, 80 and 2 meters. Level of license, 80% advanced. Practical stuff, 75 built HF antennas. Preferred modes, SSB then FM, with digital coming a poor third. Now some surprising stuff. The main entry point was electronics, note not radio, then CB. Gender, 2.3% female. Come on you Alara girls, you can do better than that. Worked DX, 65%. Contesting, over half participated in the last year. WIA membership fee, about right. Equipment used? 80% use commercial off-the-shelf, but compare with this. Would you buy a WIA-sponsored kit? 80% said yes. And most welcome, the majority of you saw the WIA's representation of Australian amateurs to international bodies as the most important value of the WIA. Please say thank you to Messrs. Hughes and Young. There were many more questions. The Strategy Committee will be getting volunteers to do further analysis on the way towards our vision and mission statements. If you feel you are different from the results we've got so far, please access the survey. Have a go. Put us right. Once again, great to be with you on this Alara presentation of the WIA News. 73 from Brian, VK2 GCE. Thanks, Brian. And yes, we do have to do better than 2.8%. This is the Alara edition of the WIA National News Service, originating from VK1 WIA. Newsreaders today are Eliza, VK4 FOXE, Diane, VK4 DI, Tina, VK5 TMC, VK4 SWE Lynn, and Alara President Shirley, VK5 YL. International News. I'm Lynn, VK4 SWE. Queensland State Representative for Alara, the Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association. Home QDH is Swears Island in the Gulf of Carpentaria, IOTA number Oscar Charlie 227. 
The Malta Communications Agency has authorised a secondary allocation covering 60 metres with 15 watts EIRP, adding to the growing number of countries with this allocation. Another country about to go on 60 is Canada, where they propose to both add 5 MHz plus keep 5 existing domestic channels. The Government of Canada has just released a consultation document to implement the changes from World Radio Conference 2015. This consultation is just the first step in the process for regulatory changes. Anomalous call signs issued. The UK's communications regulator, Ofcom, has informed the RSGB that a small number of two-letter suffix call signs have been issued in error recently. These short-form call signs are anomalous and stem from an IT problem, which Ofcom is addressing. We understand that although these call signs are not invalid per se, licensees who have been issued with one should contact Spectrum Licensing at Ofcom to discuss changing it for a normal UK formatted call sign. Ham radio operators monitor roadways. 40 amateur radio operators provided three days of volunteer service, which began last Saturday morning and concluded when Monday's outbound traffic rush subsided following the Great American Solar Eclipse the first to occur in almost 100 years. Julie, KV7JB, Payette County Emergency Coordinator for the Amateur Radio Emergency Service, said the amateur radio operators were positioned in locations selected by county emergency managers. A ham with a high-flying antenna. From Amateur Radio Newsline, this story of a ham in the British Isles who likes to get his signal out no matter which way the wind is blowing. That's because Nidal... GJ7LJJ uses a portable kite antenna, so if the wind is blowing, it takes his wire straight into the sky. This reminds me of a friend of mine, Binbar, who also uses a kite to get his signal straight into the sky. Clearly Nigel's antenna doesn't fly as high as the signals he hopes to be transmitting, but recently the ham got a little extra on-air help. He became part of a televised broadcast report by ITV Newsweather. Although Nigel told ITV that on that particular day he was able to copy plenty of other stations but wasn't really having a good day getting a signal out, think again, Nigel. In those few moments, everyone who was tuned into ITV News knew exactly who you were and gave you and your kite a 5-5. With international news on this special Alara edition of WIA News, I'm VK4SWE Lynn Battle on Swears Island. And radio operational news. It's a contact sport. All major Australian contests, results and rules are on the contest section of the WIA website. Hi, this is Diane, BK40i, with Eliza, BK4FOXE, and we're bringing you the contest and DX news this week. Speaking of contests, our Alara contest is on now, Saturday, August 26th to Sunday, August 27th. It's not a fast-paced contest, but it does have some interesting aspects to it. The main one being that YLs can work anyone, but the OMs can only work YLs. You're not restricted to working inside BK, and there are many DXYL members of Alara who get on air to make contacts during the contest. The scoring system is a bit complicated, so I recommend using the current contest log, BKCL, or BK Contest Log. The rules and information are on the website www.alara.org.au. Some other contests and QSO parties planned include the 2017 DATV QSO party 
which is scheduled for Friday the 26th of August and Saturday the 27th of August. The IARU High Speed Telegraphy World Championships are from 8th of September to the 12th of September. And a big one, the CQ Worldwide SSB DX Contest. The SSB Contest is on the weekend of October 29 to 30 and the CW Weekend is on in November from the 26th to the 27th. Running all year this year until December 31st is the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. The last of the three SARL HF contests, the HFCW contest, will be on the air from August 27th. The exchange is an RST report and a consecutive serial number starting at, yep, you guessed it, 001. And a fun one, the Flagpole Challenge. The Manly Warringah Radio Society invites all to participate in its annual Flagpole Challenge in September. This is a fun contest and isn't one to be taken too seriously. So dust off your wreath, get up your flagpole, assembled with an antenna attached, try it from different modes and make some new friends. Full details of the flagpole challenge on Saturday the 16th of September can be found on the Manly Warringah Radio Society URL. That's all from me, Diane VK4DI, and here's Eliza, VK4FOXC, to give the DX and repeating you. Thanks, Diane. Prefix hunters may be interested in the special event station Zulu Yankee 158 Charlie Alpha Tango, which is active from Brazil until 30th of August. The station commemorates 158 years of the city of Catalan. QSL manager is Papa Papa 2 Bravo Oscar. To celebrate the 60th anniversary of Malaysia's independence, August 31, 1957, look for many special event stations using the special prefix 9 Mike. Activity started on August 15th and will end on August 31st. Doug, Whiskey 6 Hotel Bravo, will be active as Echo 51 Delta Lima Delta between August 27 and September 8 from Rarotonga Island. Listen for Doug on 160 to 10 metres SSB. Send QSL via his home call sign, Whiskey 6 Hotel Bravo. Mount Macedon UHF repeater gets a DMR. The Victor Kilo 3 Romeo Mike Mike UHF facility servicing Central Victoria has been upgraded with a new multi-mode FM and digital mobile radio or DMF repeater. The repeater was donated by Peter Brennan, Victor Kilo 3 Tango Echo, who assisted Amateur Radio Victoria volunteers install and commission it. FM analog mode users of Victor Kilo 3 Romeo Mike Mike UHF can program the CTC FS 91.5 Hz tone in and out, and not to hear the digital signal when the repeater is running in digital mode. These changes only affect the operation of the 70 cm analog repeater. They do not change the VK3 RMM D-Star repeater on 70 cm or the VK3 RMM 2 meter repeater on 147.250 MHz. This is Aliza, VK4, FOSB. This is the Alara edition of the WIA National News Service, originating from VK1 WIA. Newsreaders today are Eliza, VK4 FOXE, Diane, VK4 DI, Tina, VK5 TMC, VK4 SWE Lynn, and Alara President Shirley, VK5 YL. I'm Tina, VK5 TMC. 
In Alara, we welcome all YLs interested in amateur radio, licensed or not. Come and join us for the fun. Membership details are on the webpage at www.alara.org.net. Now in the news, a look at media, at intruders, and at the wireless weather. Ham's hoping to crowdfund experimental time at the Harp facility. Another Luxembourg experiment could take place at Alaska's high-frequency active auroral research program, HARP, facility during its September research campaign. Jeff Dump wants to purchase 12 minutes at the HARP controls to carry out his investigations. His experiments will attempt to answer some questions about how audio frequencies transfer between radio stations during the Luxembourg effect ionospheric cross-modulation. Media Watch. Amateur Radio Magazine makes good reading in September. On the cover is a cheap magnetic loop antenna and inside an article by our own Shirley's VK5YL's OM Jim Tregellis, VK5JST, on how to build this plastic wonder cheaply. Oh, and much more, as Barry VK3PV tells us. A review of the LD5HF QRP transceiver is from James Hannibal, KH2SR, while the setting up of the JT5 digital mode is explained by Joseph Kazer, VK5WU. All you need to know about being involved in JOTA and JOTI in October is covered by the Event National Coordinator, Brett Nicholas, VK2BNN. There are two articles on the Gipstech 2017 including its two annual awards, the VK3UM Award in memory of Doug MacArthur, which went to Tim Dixon, VK5AZT, and the Microwave Enthusiast Award given to Rex Moncur, VK7MO. In the interesting contest column is a contester of the month, Tony Burt, VK3TZ, who tells a little of his history from 1984. The WIA Journal, issued to as a membership service 11 times a year, also has a regular column on DX, SOTA, ALARA, awards, microwave and regional reports. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3, Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Thanks, Barry. In other publications, we read how Gladstone Amateur Radio Club scored some worthy publicity in the Observer newspaper. It reports that the club is 50 years old with about 40 members who talk to the world via shortwave radio and satellites. A great photograph of the WIA news rebroadcaster Michael Buchanan, VK4LNV, with a young lass hell-bent on getting into the Navy. And Jeff Bonney, VK4GI, tells how he entered the hobby as an apprentice electrician back in the 1960s. Although he notes some things have changed, it's still enjoyed throughout the world. WIA News 20 meters broadcast live from Denmark. Nigel got six callbacks, three VK6s and two VK2s in Central Australia last Sunday when he, VK6NI, sent our signal hopping Yes, from Denmark. Well, not the land where the prince was refused admission this week to a Brisbane City nightclub, but from Western Australia itself. 
Denmark is a coastal town located on Wilson Inlet in the great southern region of Western Australia, 423 kilometers southeast of the state capital, Perth. Still, Denmark looks good in our logbook. Thanks, Nigel. Intruder watch enforcement zone. Ham experts sniff out illegal radio sets. The Times of India reports amateur radio experts engaged by the security agencies to monitor cross-border radio chatter in the Darjeeling Hills region have helped in the detection of at least four transceivers operating illegally. When dings go wrong. When Wendy McBean discovered customers at her gym in Londonary were unable to lock and unlock their cars, she called Ofcom. They traced the problem to 433.92 megahertz. In the UK, this license exempt part of the UHF spectrum, known as the short-range device frequency, and the kind of devices that use it are things like car key fobs, oil watchmen that tell you when your oil heating is running low, and remote controls used by building site crane operators. They traced the problems to premises nearby. Once inside, they found the problem fairly quickly, a faulty wireless doorbell. It was switched off and the normal service was resumed for motorists out in the street. Ding dong, the bands are dead. For VK1 WIA News, I'm Tina, VK5 TMC. This is the Alara edition of the WIA National News Service originating from VK1 WIA. Newsreaders today are Eliza, VK4 FOXE, Diane, VK4 DI, Tina, VK5 TMC, VK4 SWE Lynn, and Alara President Shirley, VK5 YL. Now, on VK1 WIA National News, as we get towards the end of this week's special edition, prepared by Alara, we'll all join in and have a look at special interest group news. Final Frontier. CubeSats deployed during Russian EVA. Expedition 52 Commander Yurchikin, RN3FI, and his flight engineer began the schedule of extravehicular activities with the manual deployment of five nanosatellites from outside the airlock. The satellites are thought to include Tanusha, SWSU-1 and 2, and Tomsk-TPU-120. One of the satellites with casings made using 3D printing technology will test the effect of the low Earth orbit environment on the composition of 3D printed materials. Another satellite contains recorded greetings to we people of Earth. A third satellite commemorates the 60th anniversary of the Sputnik 1 launch. Now, WW Special Interest Group's IOTA, here is Tina. IOTA chasers will have the opportunity to work three Estonian islands between now and the end of the month. Eugene, RX3 AMI, will be active as ES stroke R. X3 AMI from EU-034, EU-149, and EU-178. Worldwide special interest groups, International Lightship Lighthouse Weekend, and to bring us that, it's to Diane. ILLW 
The 20th Annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend last Saturday and Sunday had about 450 registrations from more than 40 countries. Some of them have already registered to be portable in the third weekend of August 2018. The majority came from the USA with 67, closely followed by Germany with 64, and Australia had 61 entrants. Organisers were surprised at getting 150 registrations in the last 10 days leading up to the weekend. Congratulations to those who mounted portable stations at the old maritime navigation sites, dealt with many public inquiries, and the many who made on-air contact with them. Reports from those in last weekend's event can be read on the website iwlw.net. And now with Amateur Radio Young Timers, is Elisa, BK4FOXE. Listen for the ICQ podcast Yota Special. There is a special ICQ podcast about Yota 2017. It can be downloaded from the link in this week's WIA National News. Among other things, you'll hear interviews with some of the young people who took part, sharing their infectious enthusiasm for Amateur Radio. If you work for Special Events Station GD17 Yota, then you may be eligible for an award. Rescue Radio and from Sears Island, here is VK4 SWE Lynn. Plane crash drill turns to major fire response. Over the course of a single day, Aries Los Angeles Northwest District operators pivoted from a plane crash mass casualty drill to a major fire response. The mass casualty drill scenario involved numerous hospitals and agencies responding to a private plane crash at a busy freeway junction in the Encino area. The real emergency happened about 12 hours later. An explosion and fire at a City of Los Angeles Department of Water and Power 230 kilovolt receiving station in the San Fernando Valley's Northridge area. While firefighters fought flames, electric power was cut for up to 11 hours to some 147,000 homes and businesses. Aries reviewed lessons learned from the drill and the emergency. Number one, members can never have enough batteries. Number two, repeaters cannot always be relied upon and that a simplex backup plan is essential. Number three, rescue radio hams need to be prepared and bring their own food and water. Number four, finally, Aries LAX Northwest learned that hospitals may need up to 24 hours to fully recover from a lengthy power outage because of required post-outage procedures. This is VK1WIA and the WIA National News. I'm Lynn, VK4SWE. It's been a pleasure bringing the WIA News to you this week from the ladies of Alara. And just before I go, Amateur Radio Victoria has training for the entry-level foundation licence and those already qualified at that level can join the standard licence bridging course, both in September at 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton in Victoria, in Melbourne's Inner East. The Foundation Licence Session is on the weekend of September the 9th to the 10th. A targeted Standard Licence Bridging course runs on six Wednesday evenings starting September the 6th with assessments on Sunday the 15th of October. To obtain further information and enrol, please contact Barry Robinson, BK3, Papa Victor, the Education Team Leader, phone 0428 516-001. In our text editions, you will find points of contact at the end of each week's news text as to where you can sign up to sign on as a radio amateur. Finally, on the social scene, August the 27th, it's VK2 SACRC Fest, 
Show, Tell and Sell Day. On the 9th of September, VK4 Sunfest held at the Wombai School of Arts building at 9 o'clock in the morning. September 10th, VK3 Shepparton Hamfest, St Augustine's Hall in Orr Street. And on September the 9th to the 10th, please join us for the VK4 Alara meeting Keynes and especially listen out for VI4 Alara, that's Victor India 4, Alpha Lima Alpha Romeo Alpha from July. And if you're not doing anything on a Monday afternoon at 0515 UTC, please tune your radios to 14.183 MHz, um, which seems to be Ladies' Day for the Anzanet. But we will let the OMs join us. 73 or...